Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. Jumma, 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 Jumma Mubarak, and that chorus of those children embracing it. Yay! With Jumma Mubarak, and yeah, we say Alhamdulillah with Mufti Ibrahim Smith there giving us a big smile. He, instead of playing with his kids and his students there, he plays with those rabbits. Yeah, <laughs> he got millions now, millions of rabbits. And they come out and then see Mufti Sahib and say, Yay, Mufti Sahib, Mufti Prime Smith, Salaamu Alaikum, Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh. And tell us, I doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning, uh, Mufti Prime Smith. Gee, Mufti, you are muted. You are muted. The rabbits are not letting you unmute. So, yeah, now you can. Wa Alaikum Salaam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh. Yes, Shifatullah, coming to you from I uh, wet and windy uh, Cape Town, see even uh, during summer season, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah still coming down upon us, much needed rain that uh, we require here in Cape Town, G. Well, morning has broken. Mufti Ibrahim Smith has spoken from Cape Town. It's windy, it's rainy, it's stormy. Uh, let's go into your questions, uh, Mufti Sahaba. Uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti. More political turmoil for South Africa. Your thoughts, Mufti? I think uh, that is in a, in a reference to uh, uh, the president most likely stepping down or resigning Shafat, uh, from his uh, duties, you know, because of that uh, uh, scandal. And everyone knows about that. Yes. So, yes, it will affect the country. It will affect the economy. I've read that uh, uh, most probably the finance minister will resign also. Now, see now that uh, the rent will depreciate again. Investors will be lost. So, so much uh, difficulty coming because of instability and uh, because of there's no transparency. So all these things is expected. And that is if you play with the religion of Islam. Remember, it, he was at the forefront of uh, closing all the masajid and places of worship. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has dealt severely and disgraced all those other key players that were involved in that. We should not forget about that. And we should continue speaking about that. And now Easter and has come, you know, that uh, that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pitch one darling, pitch one oppressor against another until you are taken out, you are disgraced, or either you will die from this world. So we should put our place, we should put our trust in place, our trust in Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Gee. Yeah, absolutely. Well said there, Mufti Saba. Where should the Muazzin stand when calling out Ikama? Is it uh, to the left or the right of the Imam? In actual fact, the Mu'addin can stand wherever he finds a place. There's no specific uh, place for him to stand. I know that uh, the general observation in most masajid is uh, that the place behind the imam normally is reserved for the Mu'addin, uh, either to the right side, you know, and from there he will call the other, other uh, iqama, and that's just prior to salah. So he will uh, uh, get up and he will go. But if he doesn't find a place there, then he can call the iqama from any place. Uh, inside the masjid nearby the imam or even a little bit uh, distant from the imam also. So both ways are correct, G. MashaAllah, it's our raining questions here this morning. Uh, this one says, I heard at a jalsa that Imam Bukhari was blind. How did he then compile his books as a blind man? Mufti? Very, very good question. So Imam Dahabi, rahmatullah, he mentions the story. See, Imam Bukhari, rahmatullah, he was born blind. But his mother... 
made continuous dua and prayed and, and begged Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to cure him from that blindness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted her dua. That is how potent and powerful uh, the dua of a mother is shafat. That whenever a mother prays sincerely for the well-being of the child, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually will accept such a dua. So our mothers out there, they should realize their worth and uh, they can still have control over their children, especially their upbringing. So this mother here made dua, fervent dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted and she offered to offer a child for the services of Islam, for the sake of Islam, you know. And Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually restored the eyesight of Imam Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala. And from there on he went to compile the most authentic book after the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The most widely accepted book among the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ji. Mufti, what is the legal ruling regarding delaying the distribution of the deceased uh, estate. It is becoming common nowadays and because of flimsy excuses and simple simple uh, disagreements between uh, uh, the heirs, you know. So remember when a person passes away, that wealth, his estate does not belong to him anymore. It needs to be transferred to the heirs with immediate effect. So if there's no legal uh, b- b- reasons uh, for not distributing it, uh, legal reasons meaning here, <clears throat> that it is tied up by the courts or waiting on the masses, etc., then it should be disbursed immediately, call all the heirs together and give them their allocated shares as the Quran has prescribed. Any delay in uh, distributing inheritance, distributing the shares that is uh, reserved for the heirs, that would constitute a sin and transgression. So the person, the executor here, he will be at sin, you know, so we should refrain from that. Give it to those people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed shares for them from the above estate. G. Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti Sahib. Why is uh, Dajjal given the same title of Masih as uh, Nabi Isa alayhi salam? Yes, it is Masih Isa alayhi salatu salam. And it is all, also Masih Dajjal. So Masih, the word Masih has various meanings. Uh, Shafat, one is Mamsuh Ain, meaning because his eye will be dead, uh, of a person like who has a poked eye, a squashed eye, you know. And then he's also given, uh, the name Masih also means because of his akhlaq. Masih, uh, you know, his uh, evil akhlaq, bad akhlaq, bad qualities uh, that he has. And also Mamsuh al-Ard, that Masih means that he will travel the earth. So three or four meanings, uh, the people of uh, knowledge, the people of uh, of uh, Arabic uh, uh, in uh, grammar that they have given, that uh, means also Masih. As for Masih, Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salatu salam, that is the title, that uh, title of honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. So one is Masih Isa alayhi salatu salam, and one is Masih the liar, the Dajjal, the, the Antichrist. So uh, both different meanings, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, can a woman attend end of the year parties? Shafat, I don't even think that we should uh, uh, engage in such, such uh, things, you know, that uh, what fitna, what facade, uh, happens at these parties. Sometimes the drinks are spiked. Sometimes they end up in illicit uh, relationships with other men because it is no female party alone or male party alone. There will always be intermingling of sexes. A husband is supposed to have that protective jealousy called ghira. He should not allow his wife in the first place to attend these type of parties wearing perfume, uh, dressed in the best of clothes, 
and then uh, having conversations with Tom, Dick and Harry and coming back and well, that will have an impact on her marriage at home, you know, or any female that is worth uh, her worth and knows herself and has some higher immodesty will refrain from such uh, gatherings. In fact, it is not mandatory, it is not compulsory. Uh, the company that you work for cannot enforce this upon you. Politely excuse yourself and contain, uh, continue your marital duties. Stay away from these haram functions. The same goes for uh, matric balls and all these other type of fitna and facade parties that will start emerging now, Shafat, towards the end of the year. And, uh, you know, sadly, even slum, some Islamic institutions have such parties as well. That should be condemned in the strongest also that uh, we're not in time for party. We, we have crisis here. The Ummah is bleeding. The Ummah is suffering. And we've got time to squander the wealth of the Ummah Ji. Hey, uh, Mufti, your neighbor there, Shokat Hanukkah. Yes, Shokat? Oh, you reckon no woman, no cry. <laughs> no, no, yes, no. sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Shafat, I think he's part of, of uh, the revolutionary uh, gang of, uh, of the 80s of the whalers, you know, because I remember <laughs> that uh, that was written uh, in, in honor and respect uh, of uh, women folk, and uh, that is still echoing today out uh, there in the community. Uh, some uh, lyrics of the late uh, Mr. Mali G. Yeah, they're still in that mood. Hey, goofed. Goofed. <laughs> 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 in the goof mode. Uh, Mufti Saab, assalamu alaikum. Can I use interest money to pay off my student loan? If you are zakatable and uh, you do not have sufficient funds, you know, you're under the, uh, the threshold and uh, you're a recipient of zakat, you are liable for zakat, then you can use interest money and pay it off. If you are not zakatable, that means you have sufficient money, then you cannot use interest money to pay off your student loan because now you will be benefiting from interest money. And interest money, as we've mentioned many, many times on, on this show and on other platforms, it should be given uh, to poor and needy Muslims or in such avenues where the public can benefit from toilets, building, etc. You know, you cannot use it for personal gain, for personal benefit. This will be used for personal benefit if you are not zakatable. If you are zakatable, then uh, take that money and pay off your student loan. A husband told his wife uh, that she is no longer his wife. Are they still married? Yes, so in heated arguments, sometimes men will say many, many things and uh, they end up regretting it. And then the the Movi and the Mufti and the Alim needs to fix that, you know, because of anger management. They uh, cannot control their anger. So when a husband has uttered these words that you are no longer my wife, and at the time of uttering and saying this uh, particular sentence, he intended talaq, then one talaq ba'in will fall, meaning one irrevocable talaq will fall, so it is valid. Uh, we need to be careful when we speak and when we argue. I always say, Shafa, that if the argument becomes so heated, rather take hudu, read to raka'as, go read Qur'an, or just take a walk or a drive and let things cool off, you know. Otherwise, you'll be uh, acting upon your emotion, and you'll be saying things which will uh, be regretted at a later stage, and then it cannot be fixed. So, so many, every day we are bombarded with uh, such uh, questions, you know. Control your anger, and this goes for both the wife and for the the husband as well. The wife should know she should not unnecessarily uh, uh, enrage her husband, you know, to such a point, boiling point, where he feels compelled that he needs to utter the words uh, talaq, so very, very uh, cautious, uh, be very, very careful out there also, G. Uh, look at this question, it says, if someone cheats uh, in the exams and Allah conceals his sin, does he have uh, to tell anyone? 
<laughs> Mufti, that's a, yes. that's like a tongue-in-cheek uh, question there. It is, it is, but uh, it happens because people cheat, cheat in matric exams, people cheat in uh, any other type of exam. So if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has concealed your sin in this life, then keep it concealed. Do not go and uh, broadcast your sin, you know, because you will fall under the category of the mujahireen. The Rasulullah said regarding them that everyone will enter Jannah except the mujahireen. And when the Sahaba questioned who are the mujahireen, Rasulullah said those people who commit sins at night and Allah conceals their sins during the day, or they commit sins during the day and Allah conceals their sins during the night. And they are the people who expose their own sins. When you expose your own sin, then you are making other people witness uh, your sin. You know, you they are a mm. witness to your sin. So when they are witnesses to a sin, then it means that witnesses will be called to testify against you. But if there's no witnesses, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either will forgive you on the day of Qiyamah. In fact, Allah will say, I concealed a sin uh, that you committed on such and such a day. But today I will forgive it for you. So keep it between you and between Allah and keep it private, G. Hey, all your lighties, you heard that? Yeah. When they get together, hey, me, you know what I did? Hey, I'm like this, I'm that. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah, you are all complicit. Mufti, I don't know, when you were lighty, did you tell all your chummies, hey, I clapped that or gave that a good donor and this and that? Did you, Mufti? <laughs> I yeah. was more of an introvert, Shafat, so I uh, kept uh, you know, I think Allah protected me through my youth also. Uh, most of these things uh, I just kept to myself. You know, I didn't uh, speak about it. Fear of retribution. You don't know when the enemy will come in here and strike at you. Mm. Hey, he's a slim cut, eh? Slim <laughs> cut, Mufti. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Mufti and the serious team. My daughter wants a belly button ring for herself. Can I allow it? Belly button ring, that constitutes mutilation, you know, so that is not for females, uh, both in the Hanavi and Shafi Madhab as well. It doesn't form part of adornment. So earrings is one thing that Islam has permitted. Uh, belly button rings and all these other rings, there are rings that they put on other body parts as well. Very, very shocking, you know, that uh, part of uh, mutilation, uh, that is what Shaitan wants. He is inspiring uh, these people to put uh, such a uh, uh, jewelry on other body parts as well, and thereby transforming them into being subhuman shafat. So no, uh, I'll tell your daughter that this is not the way of a Muslimah, a Muslim female, a female who is haya. She can wear henna, she can wear uh, whatever other things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has permitted, gold rings, uh, silver rings on her fingers, earrings, etc. All that forms part of a permissible adornment that Islam is permitted for. We should not emulate the West. Uh, tomorrow, you know, you see it will start with a belly ring, and then after that, the request for tattoos will come also, Shafat. So if we put our foot down and close the door of fitna uh, from the beginning, and then they will grow up uh, becoming good Muslim uh, females, inshallah. Jazakallah khair for that. Uh, this question says, I bought uh, used uh, batteries from Gumtree. I later found out that it was a stolen stock. What should I do, Mufti? Yes, so at the time of purchasing, you did not know, you know. So now that you know, it is best for you to return it to the sender. And the sender should return your money. If he does not return your money, no problem. That uh, you write off that money, inshallah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace and open uh, up for you from other avenues. As long as you are not benefiting from stolen stock, uh, now that you know that it is stolen stock, you know. So sometimes it's a difficult call. 
uh, Shafat, why? Because you have to part with something that you have paid for. It's the same like gambling. You want money. Now when we tell you that you have to give it away uh, because it's haram for you and your family, then it becomes difficult. Then you're looking for halal fatwas. Then it's no more for uh, taqwa. Then it becomes fatwa. So sometimes we have to, to, to opt uh, to give a taqwa preference over fatwa. So here it will be that case. Your taqwa, your taqwa will come into place. Uh, in, into play, you know, so be very, very careful. Don't benefit from that. Uh, return it to the sender if it is possible. If not, then uh, dispose of it and write it off, inshallah, Allah will replace it. G. I mean, uh, Mufti Sahib, is it permissible to hoard an item and sell it later at a higher price? You can do that when there's no demand for that. However, if there is demand for that, then Rasulullah has prohibited, uh, say, for, you see, like during the COVID period, when there were certain demands for many, many things, and those people who had stock, they were hoarding it and selling it at exorbitant prices, uh, Shafat, like uh, that Satanizer for their hands and that satanic mask, etc. All these things, people were making ridiculous markups in the people, uh, the public, they were in need of that. So that becomes haram. You cannot do that when there's need in the community of a specific uh, commodity. Uh, but if there is no need for that and you want to hoard it, and sell it later at another price, then there's no problem in doing that also, G. Now, be careful, people. If there's a need for greed, then you are captured by shaitan. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Now, Mufti like that. Yeah, this <laughs> means that. Yeah, that greed goes away. Uh, the American female orator ditched her Kruger Park tour to attend the World Cup. Is she correct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's corrupt, not correct. You know, Alhamdulillah, that all praise to Allah. I spoke out against her a couple of weeks ago. I told the people uh, she's a gold digger uh, charging 7,000 in some odds range for two nights in a Kruger Park. She's a, non, uh, a female inviting female singles, couples, etc. And then when uh, the greatest stage of shaitan called her, uh, meaning the Qatar World Cup, she ditched her so-called spiritual tour here in South Africa, uh, the few rands profit she made, and she went to where they, they paid the uh, you know, top dollar running to Qatar. So this was a spiritual retreat. She left a spiritual retreat for, to uh, watch uh, soccer that side and to give few lectures. So you tell me now, how can such a person be a spiritual Next time when those or those people who invite her, they should ban and boycott her from entering our shores, you know, write to our home affairs department and tell them not to issue a visa to such a satanic a devil female a fake fraud a scholars, disguised as scholars. I spoke harshly against that. Now that I'm vindicated because I told people a month already about their gimmicks and their tricks, you know, and people laughed at me saying we want to enslave females, we want, don't want females to... Uh, to benefit, and now the females can see for themselves that their money was taken, and uh, those things uh, happened, and now she ran away from South Africa, sending one flimsy apology and excuse. Gee, that big, grateful Shafat, she didn't get a chance to mislead all other females also, G. Well, uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, put him through, Yusuf, he's in my ear now. Yeah, Sheikh. Okay, Sheikh. Jazakallah. Naam, naam. Yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah, I just got a call from Qatar now. It's a big shake. He says, tell uh, uh, Mufti Smith, I'll call. I give him a few millions. Come give Bayan. Uh, uh, Mufti, are you accepting? I won't even accept it if they pay me a few billions. Wallahi, Shafat, Allah is my witness. (laughs) If they have to invite me and I get the center stage, 
the first people I will criticize is the Imara of Qatar because Qatar has 2.9 million residents, 400,000 are locals, 2.5 million are immigrants. Since the start of the World Cup buildings, more than 400 people passed away. The people are earning peanuts in Qatar. That would be my first address from that stadium against the government. And then I'll politely board the flight again and come back to South Africa. G. <laughs> All right. Without the cash. Without the cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Andres. Hey, you're not a scholar for dollars. Too good. <laughs> you are not a scholar for dollar. Remember that Mufti Ibrahim Smith said it openly this morning. Uh, Mufti Saab, what is the penalty for people of dry skin uh, from uh, the lips? Okay, what is the penalty for peeling off dry skin from the lips while in, uh, while in Haram, uh, Mufti Saab? Yes, so sometimes when you're in Makkah, your lips becomes very, very dry. It happens to all of us, you know, and uh, you're in the state of Haram and you peel those uh, pieces of dry skin, so there will be no penalty uh, for you for removing that because uh, you are in Haram. And although being in Haram also, it is something harmful. You can just remove it uh, from your lips. You know, there will be no uh, penalty. And there's no specific penalty mentioned also in the hadith regarding uh, doing that uh, peeling of the dry pieces of skin. G. Mufti Saab, can I revert appoint a non-Muslim relative at the time of nikah? See, there's two things we have to remember, people. Uh, when a person embraces Islam, uh, and she wants to get married. So one is called a wali, that is a legal guardian that has certain rights over you. And one is called a wakil, that is only a representative. So a non, a Muslim uh, female who's embraced Islam, a revert, she cannot appoint a wali, a non-Muslim wali, because she doesn't have any uliya. What she can do, she can appoint a wakil, a non-Muslim wakil. That is only a representative, but he does not hold a power of attorney over her. He doesn't hold any special uh, power over her. But we still suggest that she appoints uh, the imam to be her wali. So her wali will be in charge of her affairs, uh, you know, that uh, with regards to her dowry and getting her married, etc. As for the wakil, there's no problem if he attends uh, the nikah. So that is what she can uh, appoint only. So there's a difference between a wali and between a wakil. A wali meaning guardian and wakil meaning a normal representative G. Well, you heard it revert. You cannot uh, appoint your Bali, yeah, a non-Muslim Bali. Uh, you like that? That's a, you know, that's an upgraded term, Bali. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even take one. What your, 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 say Topi, hey? Topi, Topi, yes, Topi. Yeah, yeah, in, uh, uh Josie and, uh, by the Posey, they say Bali. Uh, Yusuf, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Bufti Saab, can one apply face cream while this in Haram? Or oil to protect the skin. Any any type of scented products that you apply will warrant a penalty in the state of Iran. So if you apply scented oils or you apply scented face cream, then you will have to pay the penalty because you are in the state of Iran. Again, we know that it is a, a very, very harsh weather sometimes. Now December it will be like winter. So the temperatures will be a little bit more moderate. Uh, if you go any other time, it will be summer. So you cannot, if you have applied it, you will have to pay a penalty. You are, however, permitted to use unscented oils and unscented cream. And that also you'll find here locally, or you can purchase it in Makkah, in Medina. All the chemists on that side, they have these type of things. So go around and ask them for unscented uh, products, you know, and rather use that. Then you know you will avoid paying a penalty in Haramji.
Mufti Saab, I'm uh, very happy with the Saudis. I made uh, Umrah so easy for us. Uh, we are going with a group of uh, sisters. Allah bless the Saudis. Mufti, what's your fatwa? There's no blessing here, you know, Shabbat. The only blessing is when the hair falls out from the head. In Africa, that is called a bless. So even if the Saudis has permitted it, it doesn't mean Sharia has permitted a group of females leaving their houses and leaving their homes and uh, going for Umrah. You're going on a journey of sin instead of a journey of ibadah. Islam has uh, stipulated that there be a mahram, especially for those females from the Hanafi Madhab. And a mahram uh, you need, for if you want to travel more than 78 to 80 kilometers, you need a mahram. So if you do not have a mahram, that means then Umrah is not wajib upon you. Saudi Arabia has permitted a lot of things, uh, Shafat. Just the other day, they permitted giving each player one against Argentina, a Rolls-Royce <laughs> Phantom, a Rolls-Royce <laughs> Phantom, which is about, what, 12 million rand yes. in South African money. Uh, yes, so see, they're permitting a lot of things. For scoring goals, each player gets a customized, uh, bespoke Rolls-Royce Phantom 6.75 liter, uh, BMW V12 engine in there. You know, I can give you the specs and the talk and the power because I've got a whole library of car magazines here that I read. Uh, alternatively when I have nothing to do. So thus they gave to them. So you see, Saudis are doing many, many things. That doesn't mean it is permissible uh, for us to do, you know. So Allah protect uh, all our females out there from falling trip to, to these satanic rulings, G. Yeah, the one that won match only. Yeah. And yeah, those German teams. But anyway, we don't get into all that. But uh, Mufti, absolutely brilliant. They're brilliant indeed. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, you know that. Hey, they won. They thought they won the World Cup and they beat Argentina. Argentina has qualified for the second round so far. But we'll just leave it at that. Uh, Mufti Saab, you're absolutely brilliant as usual uh, this morning. Your parting words? Yes, Shabbat Jazakumullah for affording us the opportunity to still benefit the public out there. You know, whatever truth we've spoken, that is from us. Whatever uh, wrongs we've said, that is from shaitan. Whatever academic mistakes we made, that please rectify us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. Jazakum la khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I like what Mufti said there. You know, people, we are all human beings and humans are not perfect. And humans were created, yeah, to make that guna and make sin. And then he repents again, but you repent sincerely. And inshallah, as a Mufti says, in his humility, forgive us for our shortcomings as we forgive you also. Yusuf Asmal, a brilliant, brilliant engineering as usual. Really enjoyed your company. And to all of you that sent in questions, the big jazakallah khaira to you, you and you. Remember, spiritual hour coming up, Mufti A.K. Hussein will be giving the translation of the Qutbah from the Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.